Lecture topic. Yardstick for sound iman. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi alladhin astafa. Amma ba'du fa'audu billahi minash shaytanir rajim. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu attaqullaha wal tanzur nafsun ma qaddamat li ghadin wa attaqullaha. إن الله خبير بما تعملون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا سرتك حسنتك وساءتك سيئتك فأنت مؤمن أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected students of deen, mothers and sisters There are various instruments to measure many things almost on a daily basis students use something to measure or they understand something that is being measured we have a ruler it measures things besides ruling it measures also it's got markings on it one centimeter two centimeters there are instruments that measure that this is one liter or two liters, what is the quantity, or this is one kilo or two kilos, and so many other things. And then, in the human body, there are all kinds of measurements. Measurements, for example, what is the extent of the person's temperature? So now there's a thermometer, it measures the person's temperature that his temperature is high or it's low or it's on the point that it should be at and then there's something to test the person's sugar levels his sugar levels are gone too high or what is the problem and then there's something that's testing his oxygen levels what is the level of oxygen in the blood and all kinds of instruments and if a person gets very ill then that person now is deemed to be ill sometimes based on these measurements. Now the sugar has gone extremely high or the pressure is extremely high or the oxygen level is very low so now this requires immediate attention. So based on the readings and based on the what the result of those measurements are Sometimes very urgent and emergency action is taken because now this is showing something critical. The person's oxygen levels are dropping, so it shows something critical. The person's pressure has gone too high, gone extremely high. Now that becomes a critical situation. So then some emergency steps are put into place. Now all these measurements, the person doesn't just look at that result and regardless of what the result is he says well it's a result so if he sees the result of that pressure is that it's extremely high person's pressure should be at a certain range 120 whatever it is and now his pressure is 220 so now he doesn't just see or the doctor doesn't look at it and say well it's 220 supposed to be 120 is fine so what Nobody behaves in that manner. Nobody reacts in that manner. The reaction can become very, very concerning, very extreme sometimes. 
So when we have all these various measurements to give us the state of our physical health and things that measure other aspects as well, but especially in terms of our physical health, we have these measurements. So is this something that measures for us what we can see? The reality will only know when the measurement of our Iman is done in the Qabr, is done on the day of Qiyamad, then the result will come out then. So the real result will only know then what we have really achieved, what was the level of our Iman, what was the level of our Yaqeen, the level of our Tawakkul and trust in Allah wa Ta'ala, and the level of our Khushu' and all the various sifat and qualities that should be in us, how high it was, because the higher it is, the healthier the indication is that the Iman is very healthy. And then there are some infection markers that the specialists and the doctors now go by and they see these infection markers are very high, then it becomes an alarming situation. Now because of this infection marker, some immediate steps has to be taken. Sometimes the infection markers are so high, they say this person now needs an immediate uh, admission into hospital. Now we need to put him onto a drip of antibiotics and do this and do that. Why? Because they've detected on the basis of some measurements, detected that the infections are very high, so something has to be done urgently. Now all this is related to our physical health. So likewise, there are certain markers and certain indications regarding our spiritual health. Now one is the reality will only open out on the day of Qiyamah, depending on how we left this dunya, that's what will open out on the day of Qiyamah, will open out in the cover in fact already, and on the day of Qiyamah, what is how good or how bad. But at the same time, in this very dunya, Rasulullah has given us some measure by which we can also get some indication of what is the level of our Iman. And let us always keep reminding ourselves that our Iman is everything. Our Iman is everything. And for the fraction of a second, so now a second, how short a second is, for one millionth of a second, nobody can even break it down to that point. But if for one millionth of a second, if some mu'min was offered the entire world, that for this one millionth of a second you give up your iman and will give you the whole world, he will say that this is impossible for even a fraction of that one millionth also. For the minutest moment in time also, I cannot even contemplate, I can't even think about it. You give me the whole world and you give me ten times the whole world. Who can even give us some portion of the world to nothing? What is this word? Person accepted to take that world and then passed away one second later, what he got? And if he lived for another hundred years too, so what? He's still going to go into the cover and still has to face the akhirat. Many a time, shaitan puts this in the mind to deceive us that, well, 
the door of Toba is wide open. So what's the problem if you commit the wrong? Commit the sin now, and the door of Toba is open. You can make Toba later then. And then sometimes a person then gives in to that. So he gave in also, he committed the wrong, and then he made Toba as well. So now the second time round, because after that he felt some sense of guilt, that no, I shouldn't have done this, so he made Toba. But then the second time again, Shaitan came in the same guise. Said, well, last time too, you made Toba. So you can make Toba again also. The door of Toba is open. The second time round now, the person now gets back into some wrong. Said, I'll make Toba. But what happened now the second time round? The sense of guilt was very much weaker than the first time. But it was there. So he made Toba again also. But then now that strengthened shaitan. So shaitan came even stronger now. And the nafs also now is conspiring with shaitan. You twice made toba and your life is carrying on. So you can make toba again too. So now the temptation also gets stronger because he's giving in to the nafs. So now the temptation comes stronger and the heart is weaker. And then this guise of shaitan, so the person now gets back into it. But this time around what happened? This time around the person said, no, I'll make toba later. So he did the wrong and didn't make toba. Because he felt now, well, I'm going to do it again very soon. So rather one time I'll make toba. And then another time, and then another time, and then deeper and deeper. And then if somebody now suggests make toba, I don't listen to it. This is that very, very severe situation which unfortunately happens because we give in to shaitan, we give in to our nafs, and on the thought that I'll make Toba later, one thing leads to another, and then the person doesn't want to hear about Toba Nawazubillah. Some big occasion comes, person just now just bypasses it, doesn't want to even make Toba on such occasions too. And this gets deeper and deeper. Allah forbid then moth comes in that condition. So a person says that no, no, I'll just do it once. That once becomes forever sometimes. Allah Ta'ala save us and protect us. So the point again that we were discussing is that Iman is everything. For a mu'min, he cannot contemplate even for the minutest fraction of time to ever give up his iman for anything in the world. He will never give it up. He will inshallah remain very steadfast on it and be able to or be ready to take on anything that may come in his way but not give up his iman. Allah Ta'ala protect us from all trials, from all tests in our deen, in our dunya. But this is the aspect of a mu'min. And this is very, very clearly understood from the lives of the sahaba Kiram how they valued their iman and as a result of that what they were ready to undertake no matter what kind of persecution hardship, torture what they were put through not anything that we sometimes somebody makes some negative comment somebody says now what is this parda you wearing now we got very uh, uh, sort of offended by that and we became so overcome and so now, out of control because somebody made one negative comment. Now, some people now want to even give up doing the right because of some negative comment here or there. 
So they weren't just facing some negative comments. They were facing actual torture, persecution, lives were being taken. And they were seeing this happening in front of them. That because of somebody's deen and remaining steadfast on Iman, he was being tortured, he was being persecuted, somebody was killed and made shaheed in that. But those who observed it, witnessed it firsthand, yet they too still didn't move one but there's so many incidents of this that the Sahaba's steadfastness on Iman so Iman is everything and we have to do whatever and everything that we can to protect this Iman to safeguard it so the Iman is everything and therefore when the Iman is everything a person has to keep checking what is the level of his Iman nowadays people are repeatedly checking now you know, is this any virus in, in this COVID or not COVID? And from time to time, there's tests for this and tests for that. And anywhere and everywhere a person wants to go anything, first you must test, there's no infections. For everything now, there's testing, testing all the time. Why? For the physical health. Have we tested and seen the measure of our Imani health? So what is the measure of our Imani health? How are we going to measure this? There is one very very simple measure that Rasulullah himself has given us. As mentioned that the reality will only open out in the Akhirat. But there is a very simple measure that Rasulullah himself has given. And to the extent that we keep checking in the light of this measure, it doesn't mean that we will always check and we will see everything perfect. The measure will give us some indication. Sometimes it will give us a positive indication. Sometimes it will give us a negative indication. But that's the point of testing. That is the point of testing that if some negative indication comes, so then it's not a matter of just seeing what is the result. But if the indication is that now some urgent action has to be taken, then by testing regularly, the person will take the urgent action. Now sometimes a person has tested and they say, no, the oxygen levels are very, very low. So now they immediately doing something about it. Somebody, the infection markers are very high. So you know, you need a drip immediately. So something gets done immediately because it's now an urgent matter. And if it's beyond that as well, you know, you need to get into hospital. And then you need to be in the ICU. So all that came as a result of the test, the results that were shown in the test. And the person doesn't even test what is his sugar level, for example, and he's eating that sweet meat, that mithai, burfi, and chocolates, and whatever. But the sugar levels are gone way above the no- normal level. It's three times, five times the normal level. Now it's going to be the outcome. But he doesn't want to test it. So he'll be in that false perception that everything is fine but then suddenly it becomes very disastrous so likewise Nabi Islam has given us this to help us to take action in time not just for the sake of some information but the information must lead to action so what is this test that Nabi Islam has given us so in Hadith Sharif Rasulullah says إِذَا سَرَّتْكَ حَسَنَتُكَ 
وساعت کا صحیح اتک فنت مومن یور گڈ ڈیڈس پلیز یو اینڈ یور مسٹیکس اینڈ رانگ اٹ گریوز یو دین یو آئی مومن سائن آف ایمان The first part is that when the good deeds please you, makes you happy, not makes you proud. Pride is a different matter. Pride, a person starts thinking of it as his achievement. I did this. I did that. I made so much of tilawat. I performed all my salah in such a wonderful manner. Or I did this and that and the other. Where the focus starts coming to oneself, I. So that is pride. That's very dangerous. That becomes a means of getting deprived. It's not a matter of pride. Rather, a matter of being happy that Allah Ta'ala blessed me to do this amal. Allah Ta'ala blessed me to do that good work. Allah Ta'ala blessed me with the tawfiq of staying away from some wrong. So this now will turn to deep shukar. and being grateful to Allah Ta'ala. So one should be happy about the good. One must feel the happiness. Allah Ta'ala's ni'mat, when somebody is given some material bounty, does he feel sad about it? Some new item, some new garment, some new uh, whatever he wanted, something, whether it was some good food, anything. that he was desirous of, something obviously within the limits of Sharia, somebody presented it to him, somebody gave it to him, will the person feel sad? Now why I got this good thing? He'll be very happy, but if he wears that pose and becomes proud, then that will destroy him. If he eats that food and feels proud about himself, that I can eat this kind of very luxurious food, others are eating dry bread, now therefore I'm somebody, that will destroy him. But it's a natural feeling that he'll feel happy, But he becomes proud, that's destruction. So likewise, just as a person feels happy on the material ni'mats and bounties, this is an even greater bounty. One should feel the happiness. A person performed his salah, he should feel the happiness for it. Not pride, the happiness. Not that now, well I got a burden off my head now. So it was first now, I had to do it. If I didn't do it now, I'll get punished. So now I got it done. So now like one burden went off the head. No, no, it must be a f- sense of happiness. Then Alhamdulillah, Allah's fazal, Allah's shukar, Allah Ta'ala enabled me to do this. This is purely His gift and bounty. So to feel that happiness and make shukar upon it too. So this is the sign of Iman. That a person feels happy upon the righteousness. Not as his own achievement, but as Allah Ta'ala's bounty and ni'mat. Now this is already a point of reflection that when we do some good, we performed our salah, we made some tilawat of the Quran Sharif, some other righteous work, we helped somebody, we were kind to someone, we assisted somebody in some matter, whatever we might have done, which was good, do we feel the happiness for it and turn our hearts to shukar? Oh, we feel, well, I had to do this. And it's a burden that has now gone off me now, Zubillah. So now this is already a re- point of reflection and it will tell us what is the level of our Iman. If a person is not feeling happiness on the righteousness, then something is still a problem. 
Mashallah, the good was done, you get rewarded for it. You get rewarded for the good that was done, but there's still a big deficiency that that happiness, not, not pride, we should never ever confuse these two. The happiness is not being felt on the righteousness. That I perform my salah, I should feel happy upon it. I discharge my zakat, alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala's grace, I should feel happy about it. I made some tilawat of the Quran Sharif, summa alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala's bounty and gift, I should feel happy upon it. And likewise, in other aspects, a person dealt with somebody in a very fair and just manner. Didn't deceive the person, didn't cheat them, he's selling something and he sold it properly, he didn't deceive the customer, he should feel happy about it. Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala's fazal. Person was offered some deal and it would have required getting involved in some haram. And it would have been a very, very huge profit he'll make in a very short time. But he did not give in to that. Now he did not give in, why? Because Allah Ta'ala's command, don't get involved in this interest, don't get involved in this uh, deception of any sort. So on that basis he refrained. Now after refraining, he's feeling happy, Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala saved me. Not feeling grieved that I lost out. A person was faced with the temptation of some sin, of looking at some haram, going to some haram place, doing something haram, and the person restrained oneself, made sabr, refrained from that wrong. So at that moment, whatever the nafs felt, but then there was a sense of happiness. Alhamdulillah, summa alhamdulillah, Allah ta'ala's fazal, Allah ta'ala's karam, Allah's ihsan. Allah ta'ala made me stay away from it. So he's feeling so happy, he's making shukar upon that. Person maintained the good akhlaq. Somebody was being rude, was being abrupt, was even saying hurtful things and just kept quiet and just even smiled and still said something positive and then you made shukar for it. Alhamdulillah. Allah Ta'ala's fazal. Allah Ta'ala's karam and ihsan. And you're feeling happy about having been enabled to do the right thing. Now that is a sign of Iman. And we can take so many other examples day to day life you manage to make somebody's khidmat. So now you, you're happy about it. Alhamdulillah. Allah Ta'ala's fazal. You showed respect. Your muallima, your parents, whoever, some elder, grandparents, your aunt, your neighbor, somebody who, some senior elder, and you didn't just take it for granted. So what now? It's the muallima is also a human being like me, so I don't have to now become too concerned about this. If I just said something, did something, so what? No, you conducted yourself with respect and felt it very important to do so. And then when you managed to do it, you felt happy upon it. From your heart, you felt happy. Not proud again. Felt happy. That this was Allah Ta'ala's bounty and His tawfiq and His ni'mat. All these are aspects that are giving an indication that mashallah, the iman, the level of the health of the iman is very good. So, this is the aspect that you are feeling comfortable about. So, uh, the thing is that the, the health of the iman is being indicated by this. 
likewise, if there is the other side of it, the second part of it, the so these are the various aspects that there would be some indication of what is the level of the health of our iman that now mashallah a person managed to do something correctly managed to do something good so now that happiness was felt then the second part of it is Nabi Sallallahu says وَسَاءَتْكَ سَيِّئَتُكَ that insan being insan he is not a Nabi, only the Anbiya Ali Musalam, those insan who are Anbiya Ali Musalam, they are the ones who have that great position and rank and who are masum and sinless. They don't have any sin. Besides Anbiya Ali Musalam, nobody else enjoys that. And especially ourselves, we are very weak human beings. So as very weak human beings, we could slip up somewhere. Now that's the one very big difference between a person who has healthy Iman that he doesn't plot and plan sin. But he's a human being, he can slip somewhere. So now the person slipped up somewhere, made a mistake, made a mistake in whatever matter it might have been. Made a mistake in terms of not fulfilling the ibadat correctly, for example, neglected some salah, and now suddenly the time passed. Well, that's a major sin. Likewise, a person slipped up in something else, slipped up in the use of the gaze, slipped up in the tongue, made some ghibad. Obviously, we have to make toba from all this. Whatever wrong was done, we have to make toba from it. But together with that, there was a sense of grief. There was a pain in the heart. There was some sorrow. There was a feeling of guilt. Uh, this is all what is meant by wasa'atka sayyatuk. Grieve you. That pain, that sorrow, that feeling of uh, uneasy, uneasiness. Why did I do this? That only stems from iman. So it means that the level of iman is alhamdulillah there. That there is some uneasiness, there is some pain, there is some grief. The sign of Iman. So this Nabi Islam has declared as the sign of Iman. Nabi Islam says if this is the condition, your good, the good that you were enabled to do brings happiness to your heart and your wrongs create some grief, some sorrow, some pain. فَأَنْتَ mu'min. Then you are a mu'min, meaning your Iman is healthy. So despite the fact that you might have slipped up somewhere, but it turned out that when that alarm bell rang then like when that patient some alarms go off now the patient is in the ICU or wherever in the ward and all these different things are plugged onto him measuring different aspects of the health now something goes out of the range then one light will come on and if it is beyond that one alarm will start ringing also and you'll find people rushing now to attend to that patient what's going on so likewise, this mu'min, when he keeps reflecting and 
he reflects and he sees that the good that I did something, but I'm feeling nothing about it, like just I got one burden off, there's a problem here. This red light is flashing. I need to start inculcating the love of Amal in myself. I need to start reading about the virtues of Amal, listening to the virtues of Amal. I need to start pondering over the rewards of these Amal, that what Allah Ta'ala will bless a person who does this. I need to start thinking and pondering, making muraqaba, meditating, that a person who does this very consciously and who, who does these amal in a way that he got his heart in it, how much closer he'll get to Allah Ta'ala, how happy Allah will become with him. I need to ponder of all this and start getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. Now all this will start inculcating that happiness in that amal and reading from the writings of our Kabir, listening to their talks, this is also something that will create this thirst for amal, make one be happy to do it, and that happiness will stem from the heart. All this is a sign of healthy iman. And then now the other side, the person now is reflecting, taking this time to ponder, to measure. But the measurement is coming very, very uh, different. person is measuring, I did that wrong, what I felt about it? Did I feel any grief? I felt any sorrow? I felt hurt about it? No. So why, why didn't I feel anything? This is all the light should be flashing by now. Let alone not feeling any sorrow. Na'uzubillah, summa na'uzubillah. I even boasted about it. Now where does that fall? Which part of the range is that in now? now for example, a person that infection marker should be on a certain point, it should be minus 50, for example. Instead of minus 50, it mustn't be anything lesser than minus 50. So if it is minus 10, it's still a big problem. For example, I don't think anything works like that, but just for the sake of understanding an example, it's supposed to be minus 50. This is showing 500. Now you're boasting over that sin. Astaghfirullah, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah person is putting it on social media also. This is what I did. This is where I went. And this is what has happened. So now the person is gone on social media and the person is doing this boasting about the sin. So now that has become a major problem. The alarm, the alarm is all should be ringing that this is now really emergency and ICU situation. Now we need to reflect and see how many things we have done wrong and what are we feeling about it? Are we feeling anything about it? Are we feeling any wrong? Are we feeling the hurt in, within ourselves? Are we feeling the pain? Or is it that we are just going along and just carrying on? So what? We made some ghibat, we felt nothing about it. We teased somebody in a, in a way that that person was hurt, the person was offended. The person wasn't happy about it. One is something done in a friendly manner, which both parties are fine with it. Nobody is taking any offense. And it's done in a within reasonable limits. And occasionally, in a healthy way, good friendship. That's a different matter altogether. But here, we're doing things to provoke and to cause some taklif. And we know this will cause some offense. And now we're teasing somebody, we're taunting somebody. Now this, this is a major sin. 
Now what I felt about it, I heard that person's feelings, what I felt about it? I felt anything? No, I was actually telling my friend, you saw how bad he felt when I said this. I've been boasting about the sin. I say, I really made him feel bad today. Be boasting about the sin. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Where's our iman? What level it is at? So it doesn't mean that the iman has now completely disappeared. There's no iman. But now sometimes it's so weak that it shows no reading. But it's not that it's not there. It's there. Sometimes a person is so sick that certain measurements now is showing not, not reading anything. The sugar level is gone so much, it's not giving any reading, it's just saying hi. But now the same thing we should look at in terms of our spiritual health, that this is not giving me any reading, I'm not feeling anything. So it means it's gone on another level, it's gone very low. I'm getting no measurement. I'm not getting any measurement of grief, sorrow, that I'm regarding this sin as a sin. So that now is an extremely serious matter. It's an ICU case. But now can we imagine a person who is an ICU patient? That ICU patient, the specialists have all, uh, they are unanimous, this person has to be in the ICU and plugged on to all the things that are necessary. That person says, no, no, I'm not sick at all. The specialists are saying, you're so sick that you need to be in ICU. He's saying, I'm not sick at all. He's mocking the specialist also. So what are you going to talk about? What are you going to say about such a person? Now, likewise, our spiritual health, these indicators tell us we are ICU patients. But we are not even prepared to acknowledge there's anything wrong. That is now an extremely dangerous situation. So we need to assess, we need to reflect, we need to ponder, we need to measure. And then that measurement is very necessary to do it every day. But then what? The person does some measurements, it, that measurement moves him to action. That measurement gives some information. That information is translated into action. That something has to be done now. If that information is showing a problem, the information is showing everything is fine, Alhamdulillah. So this is the need for us to reflect, to ponder over this Hadith Sharif. In fact, we should write it down somewhere where we will read it daily. Write it down and read it daily and then reflect. Put it on a notebook somewhere, write on the cover, stick it on your... Uh, in somewhere close to where you will see it, in, in, a, in a place with respect, on a wall somewhere with respect, nicely written, where you will read it. Write the Arabic, write the translation. Get help from somebody you can't do it yourself. And put this down. That إِذَا سَرَّتْكَ حَسَنَتُكَ وَسَاءَتْكَ سَيِّئَتُكَ فَأَنْتَ مُؤْمِنٌ Put it down, write it down. Maybe take the time and effort in one notebook every day to write it also. Copy it. You got it already written in the cover. There's one notebook to keep writing this every day three times. And then that writing must help to reflect. After having written it three times, written it one time too is fine. Now you stop for two minutes, three minutes to reflect upon it. What happened in the day? Now this is the night. Oh, yesterday, today now is another day. So yesterday how I spent my time. What I did. What I felt about it. 
Now, often we might think that I feel nothing, but if we ponder over it, then we'll know whether we're feeling something or not. So it's not necessary that all the time a person is going to be noticing a feeling. But when he sits to ponder over it, then he will notice what kind of feeling is there or lack of any feeling. He's pondering over a matter. A person, for example, just to understand this, for example, a person has lost someone. Somebody was very dear to him. Somebody was very close. Some friend it might be, some family member. He lost somebody. Now, initially, the first few days, the emotions are high. But after some time, he's not noticing any emotion. But if he says to think about the person, deliberately focuses his attention in that direction, suddenly the emotions are welling up again. So now the emotion is there, it's just that it has been covered, and Allah has made it such in terms of our emotion, our mental emotions and so on, Allah out of His grace has made it such, that with time those emotions, they subside to a point, and they get covered, that physically and mentally, if this was not the case, we won't be able to survive. We won't be able to continue with our life. So people suffer losses, loss of life, of near and dear ones, loss of material possessions, losses in so many different ways. And it, as human beings, it affects a person. But Allah Ta'ala's fazal, karam, his nizam, this is his system. Allah Ta'ala has made it such that with the passage of time, that becomes manageable and that gets covered. If a person focuses on it, he starts feeling some emotion again. So likewise, we may not feel something all the time. But if we sit to reflect and ponder, what I felt about this, we'll feel something. If it's there, we'll feel something. We'll feel that happiness on the good. And we'll feel the grief and sorrow over the bad, if it is there. And if it's suddenly we're deciding to reflect upon it, but the heart is just brushing it off. What you worried about thinking and pondering about all this? Now you're becoming too pious too. Then there's a major problem. The alarm bell should all be ringing. And we need to urgently take some steps to now address the situation and correct the situation. So subhanallah, what a simple hadith sharif. How short, how concise. But what a tremendous measure has been given to us in this. What a tremendous lesson has been given to us. So we need to latch onto this. These are all various different survival tools that have been given to us in the Hadith Sharif. Survival of our Iman and of our Deen. So now we need to latch onto these survival tools. Not just for the sake of some information, for the sake of action. And inshallah we will see how beneficial this will be for us. Allah Ta'ala grant us all the tawfiq. So inshallah we should all start practicing on this. Uh, for now, if you don't have a notebook also, just one page. But every day we write this down. At the beginning of the day, inshallah, our Malnimas will remind us to write this down. And those who are in the much lower grades are not yet able to write the Arabic. doesn't matter. You write down the translation. But we do this daily. And we write down this hadith once, even three times all the better. If your good deeds make you happy and your wrongs grieve you, then you are a mu'min. Allah Ta'ala make us true believers in every sense of the word. Allah Ta'ala grant us tremendously strong iman and save us from all that which displeases him. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك 
جز اللہ عنا نبینا محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم بما هو اہلو ربنا غلمنا انفسنا و علم تغفر لنا و ترحمنا لنکوننن من الخاسرین رب اغفر ورحم وعفو وتکرم وتجاوز عما تعلم انکا انت الاعز الاکرم ربنا توفنا مسلمین والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحین غیر خزایا ولا نداما ولا مفتونین اللهم انا نسألك من خیر ما سألك منه نبیوك وحبیبك سیدنا محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبیوك وحبیبك سیدنا محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحابه المعين والحمد لله